Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in to the Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Lips podcast. This is Brian. And I'm Paul. We'd like to welcome you to a community meant for the men of the world to share our thoughts and perspectives on marriage. We can learn from each other's experiences and help each other be better husbands. Now, let's get right into the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Welcome back if you've been a, you know avid listener and welcome to our newcomers as well. Uh, today we want to talk about kings versus clowns. We had both listened to the same podcast and convened and talked about this topic of kings versus clowns, what that means, we'll talk about on this episode. Um, This is a little bit deep, uh, so just prepare to buckle in and uh, maybe even have yourself challenged. Yeah, and if you'd like to be a part of the conversation, we just encourage you to hit us up uh, on our social channels, that's YouTube, Instagram. Um, or Facebook, just searching Marriage is Tougher, and you can hit us up on marriageistougher.com. If you'd like to be a guest, uh, scroll down to the bottom. There's a form you can fill out, and we can connect with you there. We're looking to continue these conversations um, offline and to continue to grow a community. So we just ask you to reach out to us there so we can receive feedback, have a conversation, and continue anything that we've talked on the podcast continue on and go deeper in another way so we always want to have a community and cultivate a community of husbands just trying to win in their marriage all right so how are you feeling about this topic where where is this what's your like knee-jerk reaction when i say are you a king or a clown i think about the essence of both of those Right, the picture that I get. Right. Right. Immediately clown, um, you know, wig, makeup, oversized clothes, huge shoes. Um, and I think of a king, I think of um, stature, influence, presence, and doing well for others. Um, the, uh, yeah, so I just, I get a picture of both of them and then I think, who am I being, right? <laughs> like, right. Which one am I leaning more to, um, which is, is deep to think about, right? Especially as a husband and as a father, like, are people taking me serious? Do I have authority? Do I have um, do I carry weight when I walk in the room or is it just for a moment of entertainment and, you know, not to, being taken seriously or maybe even dismissed and scary for some people, right? Cause some people are terrified of clowns. So that's kind of my first reaction is what are they and how do I relate to them? Yeah. Yours? So I think the way the question first hits me is like, man, that's almost offensive, right? The kind of the way that rolls off the tongue. Like, are you a king or a clown? <laughs> right. And so <laughs> Right. Like, bro, <laughs> hold on. <laughs> um But yeah, it puts me in a similar thought pattern, right? Well, what is a king? What is a clown? I know I'm not a clown, 
right? A, a clown is something that is laughed at, right? A, a clown entertains. A, a clown is not serious, right? A, a clown dresses funny, like you said. And then you think of a king. They are leaders. And I think about what it means to be not only a leader, but a good leader. I think about the the difference in, in dress, right? Um, whether you go back into the medieval ages or if you were to think about who the king is now, right? They, everything's very structured, right? Um, there is a high level of respect there. When you speak, things happen. Right. Right. Um, but I think for me mostly, I think about legacy. I think about how do I want to be remembered? Do I want to be remembered as a king? Or do I remember, Do I want to be remembered as a clown? Right? And I, I can admit that there are some other options in between those two. Um, but I would certainly want to be living more in the king realm <laughs> rather than the clown realm. Right. If I had my option, right? And I think about the work that has to go into to being a king. Yeah, that... Uh... That makes perfect sense. I mean, I think it all, it stems from trying to be a good leader, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you think about when someone asks that question, it's basically, are you a leader or not? And not, not are you a leader or are you a follower? It's almost like, are you a leader or are you the antithesis of a leader? Right. <laughs> right. Right. Because when you think of a king, that is, like you said, legacy, longevity, influence, um, that lasts. A clown is like, you know, for that time, you know, just that time and space, entertainment, uh, no longevity, just trying to in invoke an emotion or reaction, right? And then he or she is gone about the day. But once, you know, a king is always a king until he's dead, <laughs> right? Or until he passes yeah. that on, but he's still referred to as king, right? Um, so that leads into, you know, leadership. Like, how am I, what are the kingly attributes that I'm bringing to my marriage? And what are the clown attributes I'm bringing? Right. I know for the sake of argument, just like Brian said, there's a spectrum between the two. Um, but we want to lean on the most powerful and positive <laughs> space. Right. Yep. Um, so thinking of leading well and what that entails, if you think of a king, generally you think of a good king. Right. Um, you just take the good off because you're remembering the king, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it's all those positive attributes and those positive traits that, in theory, because we don't, in America, don't really understand that concept, but 
um, or have a history of it, just thinking of what we think a good king would be and how to live that out and how they should live it out. That is what I'm thinking about when I'm talking about being a king in marriage. Yeah. It also makes me think about, and I want to give a shout out to our boy, Nate Williams, that comes on the show every once in a while. Uh, Y'all might also know him as Concise the Barber. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw, but he put a new line out of uh, apparel. I believe it's called Impact Over Influence. Right? And that's another deep thought that could relate to this topic, right? Mm -hmm. A, A king can have both. A clown may not, right? A clown can influence. You can influence a room. You can make people laugh. You can entertain, like I said earlier. A king can do both. You can be influential, right? Maybe guide people. But when I think about the word impact, if I'm trying to guide someone, if I have impact on them, right? If you think about two cars colliding, that impact changes your direction immediately. So in my mind, that's more powerful than mm. influence, right? Like I could tell you to go something, go somewhere, right? Oh, I can lead a horse to water, but I can't make him drink, right? If I have impact, you're going to drink. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You know, but yeah, shout out to Concise the Barber, man. He had a great idea, so I hope he does well with that. Um, it also made me think about this movie that I love to watch occasionally, um, but there's a line in it where the part of Napoleon Bonaparte states, there are kings and pawns in this world, emperors and fools. Let that marinate for a second. Kings and pawns, emperors and fools. And now that's that's an older movie, right? And I think we might not always use those terms. Kings, clowns, pawns, emperors and fools, right? But I do think we operate within that realm. What do I mean by that? Those are the extremes that we're trying to uh, describe or converse about. When we pass, I feel like if I'm trying to be remembered, I want to be remembered as a king. And I feel like I'm either going to be remembered as a king or I'm going to be not remembered at all. And I feel like even Steve Harvey said something about that. His great-grandmother or something asked, you know, do you remember your great-grandfather? And he was like, well, no. And he was like, why do you think that is? And she said to him, well, it's because he didn't leave you anything. Whoa. He didn't even know his name. Whoa. So so what are you leaving behind, right? Are you what, – what is your legacy? Are you Are you leaving – trouble are you leaving debt <clears throat> excuse me are you leaving young children or grandchildren you know remembering you as a drunk or as someone 
who was just about the world and not about God. I told you I was going to get deep on this one, man. I, <laughs> I mean, that's, I mean, they, you're just dropping these quotes in here and just, <laughs> I mean, those are big time thought provoking things, right? That, that last Steve Harvey, man, that is, yeah, like, what are you leaving? Are you leaving, even if it's not monetary, right? Are you leaving the, are you leaving work ethic? Are you leaving um, the the ability to achieve? Are you leaving um, how to cultivate a family, right? Are you, are you leaving those things? Um, because they're important. And it may not be may not be things that you would think make an impact, but if you can change the culture of your of your home, right, and change the culture of your workplace or wherever you are, that does leave an impression. And you know, if you have kids they they will pick up on that whatever you're leaving behind they're picking it up so you're always leaving something behind but what is it is it worth being being remembered yeah Man. if you leave something behind is it something someone else is going to want to pick up right i mean how many think about it this way how many pennies do you walk over during the course of a week and notice it, let's say, eh, it's just a penny. I don't really want that. But if it was a $20 bill, guaranteed you pick it up. I don't care who you are. You feel me? Yep. So what kind of impact can you still provide when you're no longer here? You know, much along the lines of what Paul said, are you are you leaving behind or are you affecting your children's desire to learn and earn? Right? Are you are you cultivating a space for them to become lifelong learners? That's that's one of the things I think about, right? I could be tired and just you know had one of those days, right? But I walk through the door <clears throat> and my youngest may run over to me with a book, right? Can't necessarily speak very well yet, but she can say book, right? <laughs> right. How do I behave in that moment? Do I say, oh, hold on, like daddy's tired, just like, just wait and then try to push it off or do I read her the book? It's, it's you know, it's a, it's a deep topic, but there's a lot of simple actions you can take to lead to a positive legacy for yourself. Yeah, I mean, if you think about a king, again, to me, it comes back to leading well, right? So what what is a good leader to you, right? To me, it's someone who who is looking out for the greater good and trying to figure out strategies to impact that and keep it going. And even take it 
to another level. Um, a good leader listens. A good leader receives feedback. A good leader acts on that feedback, right? Um, a good leader is a mentor and is mentored, right? Mm -hmm. um, a good leader communicates well um, in uh, communicating the vision, communicating what is wanted or what's desired, but also communicating when those things don't happen in a way not to strike fear, but that people will grow and want to do the best that they can, right? And want to see themselves as their best version so that they can impact their sphere of influence. So that is one of those kingly traits, or that's what I think of when I think of a, a king as a, a good leader, someone who leads well. And that's what I was getting at earlier when I said, <clears throat> excuse me, just re-remember a good king, you know, but we don't usually say the good in front of it because that's what we remember is the good things about that. Mm -hmm. um, and to me, those positive traits are where I land when I think of, of king and leader and wanting to be. When someone asks you, are you a king or a clown? Like, I want to say I'm a king, but I want to say that I can, that I've cultivated that space or am in the process of learning how to lead well or leading well. Yeah. Speaking about leadership, and I've got two things, um, one on leadership and just one is a question that may run us a little bit over time as we are approaching <laughs> our, uh, our self-imposed limit here. Um, first thing about leadership, one of the most things important to me is that impact slash influence piece, right? Getting people to move in a positive direction, but doing it in a manner where they want to do it for themselves and not you and being okay with that. Right, I'm so it's just my little nugget. I'm gonna leave that there. On to my question. We, or I believe it was you that said, you know, it's not so much about the money aspect, but when I think about being a king, I also think about being a provider. Now that's me personally, and there's multiple ways to be a provider. But what I wanted to ask is, how important is it to you or? if we want to generalize it, how important is it for a man to be the provider for his, for his people, right? For his home. If we're talking small scale, if you are actually a King, then for your people. Right. But mm -hmm. what's, what's your take on that? When you're talking provider, you're talking monetarily, right? Um, that, that's part question. of it. That's part of it. Uh, I, I think that's where most people would first land so yeah. I, yeah I would I would say monetarily I guess yeah well, I think I think it's important to look at provision holistically right like I think 
we correlate provision monetarily because it's something that we do and it's a immediate dividend, right? It's immediate return on investment. That's what I mean. That's there's what I'm there's a scoreboard. Um, yeah. So we are to provide more than money, but money is the easiest thing that we can see, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we don't know how support, if we're providing support for our family, um, emotional support, right? How that plays out until we get feedback. And we might not get that feedback for years, especially from our kids until they're grown and see, oh, my dad did provide a safe space. He did provide a place where I could bring my friends. He did provide somewhere where I could say anything that I want as long as it was respectful, right? And that builds character of a person. But you don't realize that as a child until you're grown and you understand that people, other kids didn't get that. When you think just having a voice is a normal thing and that you can speak up and that you can do anything, then you look back and you see people that shut themselves down and don't step out. And then you realize, oh, my parents gave me the opportunity and gave me the thought process that I could do anything that I wanted. And not just in words, but they put me in places where I could test if I could do these things, right? To me, that's setting up a legacy you know, as great as leaving an inheritance of money because leaving a money can be squandered. Mm. But if you have that attitude that I can do anything and I'm, and I'm going to go after it and I'm going to go get it and I'm going to work hard and that's cultivated from, I'll say from my dad, just because we're talking about men. Mm-hmm. Like think about how important that is. Right. Right. I'm sorry. I took it away from money. Because money was a low-hanging fruit. That's easy. And that's right. where we lean. Um, but it's about, it's really about doing and cultivating, right? That is what I'm thinking of when I'm thinking of providing, right? Because at my job, I'm doing something and I'm cultivating a value that someone is paying me for, right? If I'm an entrepreneur, I'm providing a service that people are paying for, right? I'm, I'm cultivating something, I'm working, I'm tilling something, I'm um, planting something and people see the fruit of it, right? And we get that back immediately with money. But those things that we're doing in our family may not be immediate. So we don't see it as high value. But for me, that is a high value, man. Providing in all ways, not just monetarily. (laughs) Man, I teed that up for you, and you went off. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Oh man, um, yeah, I'm, I'd end it right there because <laughs> you crushed that one, man. Um, unless there's anything else you want to say, man, that's that was great. Clip that. <laughs> no, I just. Uh... Appreciate y'all listening um, as we as we close out. Please, please um, hit us up on our socials. Reach out. Connect with us in a way. Um, again, searching marriage is tougher on Instagram, Facebook, and um, and YouTube. 
as well. If you want to see our faces, if you're you're listening to the podcast, and if you just want to listen in the car with us, you know, hit our podcast. So we appreciate everything, um, everyone that listens. And we, we hope that we're as impactful for you as we are to each other. And we would just want to grow this space. So thanks again for listening. And um, we'll get at you next time. Peace. Thanks for listening. If you got any value out of this episode, we'd like to invite you to rate, follow, and review on your favorite podcast platform. If you would like to be a guest or want to have your questions answered, hit us up on our website, marriageistougher.com, or follow us on Facebook, searching Marriage is Tougher Than Woodpecker Whips. Thanks again. This is Paul. And this is Brian. We will talk to you next time.